Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. All right, welcome back. Marty Carpenter sitting in today for Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. We've been talking about a lot of things in the political scene. Uh, Part of it is still trying to wrap up these midterm elections with the Senate runoff in Georgia coming up tonight. It won't change the balance of power necessarily in the Senate. The Democrats are going to hold on to that. Republicans have a slight majority coming up in uh, the first part of the new year. When the new Congress comes in, they will uh, take a majority, a slim majority in the House. We've talked about how divided government (laughs) can be a positive and the negative, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, And I think most of us are ready just to put the midterms behind us one way or the other, Uh, so much so that people are already looking ahead to an election two years from now. And, you know, this is always like when your team wins a championship or when the uh, playoffs finally come to a conclusion and already you're seeing the the betting numbers (laughs) for next season, who's the favorite in the field next year. it can feel like a little premature and a lot can change in a couple of years, especially when you're dealing with politics and sentiment of the electorate. You know, two years ago, we weren't really talking about issues like inflation necessarily, or if we were talking about them, they were somewhat theoretical and anticipatory as opposed to dealing with inflation. And then that became a major issue uh, in the 2022 midterms. Um, Roe v. Wade had not been overturned uh, by the court. And so while that was always one of those issues that people would talk about related to an election, it was not necessarily front and center as something that was going to move the electorate one direction or the other in the midterms. And, you know, so if you go back to 2020, what you were looking at then uh, was very different than what was on the radar uh, by the time the election rolled around. And the same could be said if you go back to the 2020 election, right? If you would have gone to like January of 2020, Uh, Nobody would have thought that a pandemic was going to be uh, one of those issues, Uh, the only issue really that people were talking about, and one that still has a ripple effect uh, to impact our elections today. So with all that as a precursor, it's way too early to start talking about 2024 in a number of ways, but that doesn't mean that there aren't some numbers that are starting to inform us a little bit about what, what the electorate looks like right now and what the attitudes are toward potential candidates Because 2024 is not a midterm election. It is a presidential election. And with that comes much, much higher voter interest and voter turnout, maybe not by a percentage-wise, but, of course, by total votes. So the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute of Politics up at the University of Utah have some new numbers out this week. Uh, I always like to do the numbers first in a poll. Just so you know, it's about an 800-person, 800-response poll, which gives you a plus or minus of about 3.5% in there. A couple things were looked at in some polling uh, done uh, just last week, and as far as when the calls were made and the things were were calculated anyway. Uh, First one let's talk about uh, that's rather interesting is potential Republican nominee for the presidency, and three names in particular that kind of scored somewhere uh, with numbers that are worth 
talking about uh, for various different reasons. And the three names are uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh, now, to be former Representative Liz Cheney from Wyoming and uh, former President Donald Trump. And they actually came out in this poll in that order uh, that most Utahns, 24.2%, the highest number on here, uh, say that they are more favorable of Governor DeSantis in Florida being the nominee for the Republican Party in the 2024 election. Uh, Liz Cheney came in second at 164 and Donald Trump uh, comes in at 14.6. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, these were registered voters, um, unclear from what I can see anyway as to whether or not how they were broken down. I, I would imagine they're broken down by party, so these should be Republican registered voters. That's different than likely voters. Uh, likely voters are always calculated by people who voted in. You pick your number, two, two of the last four elections, just the last two elections. You can come up with different ways to go with likely voters. So these are not necessarily likely voters. These are registered voters who are being pulled. So DeSantis comes in, you know, a whopping 10 points higher than former President Donald Trump. And that was before, you know, these people were being asked these questions before yesterday's news uh, or not news, really, but the President Trump coming out and essentially saying that, uh, depending on how you read it, I suppose, to some extent, but essentially saying that, hey, the Constitution <laughs> should get tossed out for, for, for fake elections. Um, I don't think that that is likely to help his numbers among most Utah Republicans. And, you know, Utah not always uh, 100% indicative of what the Republican field will look like across the country. But it's interesting to see DeSantis already up 10. Trump's stock is on the decline with the Republican Party, generally speaking, right now. And what's interesting here with when you look at those three people in particular, DeSantis, I think, is seen by a lot of people nationwide, but particularly Republican voters, as uh, a more palatable version of Trump in that he doesn't mind throwing an elbow. <laughs> he doesn't mind getting a—he he doesn't go for the woke scene, and he doesn't mind throwing an elbow on issues related to a woke culture, a cancel culture. Um, but he can do it in a way that's not—doesn't come with the same baggage that— uh, Donald Trump came with as initially a candidate uh, and now with a one term of presidency behind him. And, you know, even news breaking today about the Trump organization and convictions in a in New York court about tax fraud with their organization. All of these things start to add up. 
And so one of the reasons I think you see DeSantis near the top there is that DeSantis brings a lot of the positives that people like. Utahns, the Utah Republicans can say, I like that about Trump, but I don't like the baggage. Um, What's interesting to me is that Cheney scores higher than Trump, which would tell me that for this group of Republicans uh, surveyed, that that gives you a little bit of indication where Utahns stand on what they saw on January 6th of 2021 that uh, they they like someone who's holding people accountable for that as opposed to someone who's on the other side of that. So that's an interesting bit of, of perspective that came from that one. The poll also looked at something related to President Biden and his handling of the economy. Uh, not surprisingly, most Utahns, 47.9% have a highly or a strongly uh, they strongly disapprove. They have a highly unfavorable rating of how the president is handling the economy. Uh, that might be in part because gas is still like $3.75 here. I was in Colorado over the Thanksgiving holiday, saw gas for $2.89. So somehow we're still a dollar above uh, a state, just one state, our neighbor to the east. And that definitely ha- has an impact on how Utahns are seeing um the way President Biden is handling the economy. 10% somehow strongly approve of the way he is handling the economy. 27.5%, uh, 27.8% somewhat approve of the way he's handling the economy. Um, But, you know, almost half of all respondents say they disapprove, strongly disapprove of the way the president is handling the economy. And kudos to that 2.1% who just don't know, uh, who've just decided they're they're not paying any attention to that. Uh, We'll be back with more on Inside Sources after this. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.